1: Get up to sixty percent off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash acast. That's burrow.com slash acast. Burrow.com slash acast.
2: Hello Egg Chasers. It's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, a podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. I'm Tim in the Rugby Dungeon with a... He's, again, he never disappoints. Feet... I was going to say feet off, but that's no. Feet she, off? Shoes off. Let the
1: boys end. Feet <laughs> off. It's all going on up down here.
2: Uh, he's, he's OnlyFans ready. A little bit of... Uh, the OnlyFans um, fans have been... Requesting a bit of mud on the bottom of your feet today I see. Oh fantastic,
1: well they're they're in luck They're in luck, (laughs) I've been wandering around everywhere barefoot And how you doing Phil? I'm good, I'm good Tim What is your minimum standard for going outside? Do you do do it in boxer shorts, to your car, do you do it Minimum Like like, what is the minimum amount of clothing that you you find acceptable to wear To go out to your car, if Uh, it's parked on the road?
0: Uh, uh, Speedos I guess (laughs) (laughs) That'd be my minimum
1: standard I've never gone out in underwear only I've done shorts only. I'll often go yeah, topless. Yeah, that's fine. That's topless, fine. but with no shoes on and no socks. Yeah, I'd, I'd do that. Yeah. Yeah. Towel? you done towel? No. Done dressing gown, I've, no I've, Yeah,
0: I've answered the door uh, to, like, a delivery driver yeah, just a towel.
1: The only problem with the, with the towel approach is if you have a Yale lock, isn't it? Is <laughs> you don't want to be caught... You don't want to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, some...
2: Housekeeping. We are egg chasers. The, the only podcast that's there for you every single Monday morning, fifty-two weeks of the year. Not just when the World Cup's on. Not just when loads of people are interested. We're there all the time, every single week, and we have been for well. We're into our eleventh season right now. I was wondering, like, we must be how how many how many episodes do you reckon we've done in total since we began? Well the over thousand. Well over.
1: That. Oh, I don't. Know I, don't I don't think many. we're
0: quite there because we're so. We do minimum 52 per year, but we do more than that. So we probably do seven, closer, between 60 and 70 per year. So that would put us around the 750. something like 744. that.
2: 744. Very good, Phil. Good deduction. <laughs> nice. There you go. Uh, so there you go. If you appreciate that fact, then <laughs> you can support us by hitting that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast. You can always send us an email. We've got some crackers to go through on this podcast. Uh, Contact Ted Chasers at gmail.com and for more spicy content and just to support the channel keep the lights on patreon.com which we are
1: doing this week we are 100 doing it
2: yeah patreon.com slash egg chases I, I think you should probably apologise for the lack of spiciness because we recorded it was too spicy we recorded a spicy podcast and it was too spicy might have got us in legal <laughs> genuine legal trouble JB might have um, yeah might have- I
1: said a few things which were, which were false but luckily I found them rather than some legal eagle
2: yeah, well, you've you've grown because you you said, lads. I think I need to just check sit, my facts check on it. Check my this. facts on that, and uh, yeah. Anyway, so uh, spiciness c- incoming very soon. Patreon.com forward
1: slash eggchasers. Uh, right, so where do we start? Well, I think we start at the only place which <laughs> is local rugby. Oh, of course, local rugby. Let me read you some results. Um, this is this season's results. Sixteen eighteen loss. Loss 50 48 Loss Wow 22 26 Loss This time uh, After after 70 minutes um, They score in a loose ball From their own 22 To the opposition What team am I talking about? So it's a local rugby team? Local rugby team Uh,
0: You might have to give me a bit more detail It's not our beloved Aylesbury, is it? It is
1: Aylesbury. Oh, heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. They've lost the opening four. And do you know what's going to happen next week?
2: That explains how I, I, because I was looking at that league because my, uh, because my boys Marlow had had a heartbreaking defeat to Old Haberdashers, who are, by the way, Old Haberdashers, uh, a a couple of members of their team were among the England fans out in Nice. Ah. Who who helped put me up, uh, like, let me park the camper van at their bond lair. That they had (laughs) pool parties at, and um, yeah, Tom Tom was an absolute gent. And uh, they are the highest standard of non-training rugby team in the UK. You talk about non-training, (laughs) non-training. Wow! So you know, you talk about like give your players like fit in with what you what the people need. Well, that you train once a week on a Wednesday. Yeah. Like. Old haberdashers are very proud that they they perform at that their level <laughs> without any training in the week. They just turn up on Saturday and that play. Is, that does, is it.
0: Do they do any pre-season? No. As far as I'm aware, they just turn up and play. Fair. Pl- I love it. I I Goodness. would assume there is a culture there of the lads kind of generally keeping themselves. They in,
1: must get together
0: in decent. or you know, just just you, how do you do if it? If you've played with lads for a while, and if you're bringing in intermittently bringing new players in, they, and if everyone like takes care of themselves, like. If you can do a lot of fitness, like I know you say to the TOC H boys, a lot of your, like, aerobic fitness,
1: you're doing in your own time. you got to do it in your own time. Yeah. You, you, your rugby you time you, is too valuable. You,
0: you, one. One, you get one
2: and a half hours a week to prepare. You yeah. can't waste any of that. You on. can't
1: be doing shuttles. No. Just, just yeah, not a thing. Yeah. Right, so, wow, that's a hell of a claim. They must be getting together to do informal touch or something. T1. They T1. Just, they, ju- <laughs> they just Ruby get X. together
2: on a Saturday. They've all got, they've all got <laughs> jobs. They've all got lives outside of rugby and we've been hearing from that's one of the issues that rugby has at the minute is participation is dropping partly because of the pandemics people looked up and went oh yeah there's there's other stuff
1: and that's so interesting because one of the reasons is the RFU think there is a model of club everyone should follow here is a cookie cutter and you must have this you must have x amount of teams you must have a youth team must have a women's team like no you must not have any of those things maybe your club is just a ladies team and that would be great or maybe it's just a Colts team, whatever it is. And I think this obsession with everyone having to have multiple teams and multiple in, you know, inclusionary factors, nonsense, build the club the way you want to build it. Hmm. So, that, yeah, I mean, if they really do not train and they're playing in uh, regional two Thames, which is no joke, yeah, you, you know, that's that's hell of a
2: thing. And they, they pulled off a great win against, uh, against Marlow.
1: So fair well, play, play. Who are Marlow playing ne- next week? Are they playing Aylesbury? They are playing oh! Aylesbury next week. Oh!
2: grudge huge, spicy. Game, huge not, game not as much of a grudge match as the one that I watched yesterday
1: oh uh, well I don't want to talk about that I, I was at
2: the <laughs> I was at the south again in terms of rivalries in fact I want to resurrect this a little bit what are the local rivalries where you are and is there a big spicy local rivalry happening very soon we've got Aylesbury Marlowe that's coming up um, clearly but if, if there's one near you let us know contact tedchasers at gmail.com in
1: south Manchester we've been waiting for this match for years do you know how many years precisely seven well, I mean, me personally, yes. but well, So many years you've been at Toc? I think five. Okay. Well,
2: so this is Didsbury-Toc-H, and about a mile and a half, two miles away. Walking distance. Walking distance, Broughton Park, both two, uh, Cholton, Didsbury, two proud South Manchester suburbs, uh, one the former club of JB, one the current club. But when was the last time these two clubs met in league rugby? We don't think they ever have.
1: What? Wow. You don't think that Broughton Park first team have ever played Tock H. Wow. And the reason for this is Broughton Park were an absolute powerhouse. 80, 60s, 70s, 80s, one of the big clubs. And Tock H were not. To the point that when Broughton Park, when you didn't have a bench, when Broughton Park needed a fullback one day on a Saturday, they phoned up the Tock H clubhouse and they just had to send their fullback. Because that's the way of the world back then. So... We've not played each other. As Broughton Park have sort of gradually fallen down the leagues, we've gradually come up the leagues, and we've met in the middle. Not only this, this might be the first time that we've played each other at first team level. It's almost certainly our first win. Wow! So,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. Fair play. Uh, Disney talk? H has got a very good win. Um, yeah.
1: Spoiler alert, JB. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yep.
2: JB was on the on the field um, and did a good job. Good good sixty minute shift, fifty five sixty minute shift.
1: Yep, yeah, exactly as planned. We went with. Um, we went South African style. We had a a three zero split. Three zero. Wow. Two props, one second row. Nice. And that's what we
0: decided to go with. Bomb squad. And you, and you presumably were covering. Uh, well, one through you were 15, quag- You were the
2: Quacksmith in this you situation.
0: You were no, covering nine through fifteen.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know what we'd do if a back went injured. Yeah. I, I, someone would go somewhere. But we, <laughs> we just ch- changed the front row on mass. Um, we just had a spare big second row, which we and, the, and it, was,
2: it was a really good win they they uh they were the tougher team they were the smarter team they kicked their corners they kicked the sticks took the points on offer again just you know going back to the world cup ireland france take the 3
1: just, uh, yeah just take it the 3 so to- h took the 3 such a relief to have a guy who can kick everything i mm. just i mean we're not as good as we're, we're not as good as, as last year no no about it um because of personnel missing and we're not as entertaining but we're bloody pragmatic so, what do you think of the Broughton Park team? Well, they, they, they've got work to do. <coughs> <coughs> young. Young and improving, yeah, they've, they've, I would they've, say. They've got work to do. They'll be all right. Yeah, they'll be fine.
2: But uh, Yeah, I'd lo- love to hear about some of those local derbies. Contact Chases at
1: gmail.com. Just before we move on from that, mm. what are the one? So, Broughton Park's f c was the big derby back in the day. For a long time, it was Broughton Park-Wilmslow. That was one I was always aware of, because mm. they were two sort of big-ish teams. Yeah. I'm trying to think of... Is Blackburn Preston a thing, or is that just a recent thing? I think that's recent. I think
0: that's Cause recent. I, I think they've been at the, probably like Token BP or uh, opposite ends of the and, spectrum. I
2: know in in football, Burnley Blackburn is spicy. Yeah, it
0: is. Yeah, Do you yeah. think of it like are the noticeable ones, which are not because s- there's you another example of one that should be but isn't, or two examples would be Broughton and Broughton Park. Yep, not a thing. Not a, I didn't even know that existed. And Broughton Seriously. and Sedgley Park, who are about, the, the Suburb of Sedgley Park is probably a mile away from the Broughton, suburb of yeah. Broughton and
1: North Manchester. Well, North Manchester and Sedgley were the same club, were they? Yeah, Sedgley came out of North Manchester. I love how nature you oh. get. I, love yeah. I mean, get. yes, this is very,
0: very yeah. specific so I'm Manchester. Of the, of other ones be. that
1: might be a thing. So, I think away from England, Comor than Quinn's Comor Athletic was a mm. big one to the point that even I seem to remember it had a BBC Wales documentary made up they got it. I can't think of many other I mean there must be some, there must be loads I'm trying to think of one in Bristol because they've got so oh, many. Oh there'll
0: clubs. be f- yeah there'll be a few down there.
1: Mm. Yeah, right in with your um yeah spicy is, derbies. That is a great shout Tim. Let, let's 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 uncover some of the some of the derbies. And
2: then follow them we could like if there there will be the odd game we could build up, build up to or follow or keep an eye out for the result of because uh these local rivalries are are what rugby's based on.
1: North Wales, landed in the Bay, was bloody big. Yeah, like it doesn't sound big, but they were some of the biggest crowds that I've played in, played in in front of, which aren't massive crowds, but they felt fairly substantial at the at the time. So, you know,
0: what uh, you yeah, go on, Phil? I was going to say on on um, uh, local rugby and 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 some not not so local rugby. I am going to read you a list of players. Now, I want you to tell me what the link between this list of players is okay Mike Brown Danny Kerr Alex Waller Alex Gould, Maxime Medard
2: <laughs> Claremont I, I, I
0: know the answer to this Do you? and I know why yeah. this list is surfaced Florian Fritz Rodrigo Capa Ortega Aurelion Rougerie, Richard Baxter and
1: one <laughs> Sedgley Truck Matt Riley Okay, so I'm going to go with Baxter and Riley and start with this, which is it's something to do with a sibling. Interesting. Interesting. That,
2: that, that's, that's not correct. Have another think. Have another think.
0: Think of those other guys on the list. Mike Brown, Alex Good, oh, exactly. Medard, Poitroneau, Florian Fritz, Rougerie, so, uh, so
1: you got,
2: I love the fact there's a list with Aurelion Rougerie <laughs> no. and Matt Riley.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so good. Right, so the, the names on this list are incredible. <laughs> Ruchery,
1: like, what I know about him, th- he's got some links to basketball. He might have actually played basketball. Well, wh- where's, he play, where's he played? Claremont. He's always played at Claremont.
0: Exactly. Uh,
1: okay, so go on. One club, Matt. No, because uh, it can't be because of Mike Brown. Well, Mike Brown's had three clubs. Yes,
0: but it's... Most appearances for one, for a single ah. club. So, Mike Brown three hundred and fifty one, Danny Kerr, three hundred and fifty eight, Alex Waller three hundred and sixty two, Alex Goode, three six four, Medard three six eight, Poitrono, three seven one, Florian Fritz three seven nine, Rougerie four hundred and ten. Wow, uh, Rodrigo Cappa Ortega, the Uruguayan lock who played for Cast for many many years until his very very late thirties, maybe even forties. Four hundred sixteen, Richard Richard Baxter, Exeter, four hundred twenty three. Goodness me, Matt Riley, four hundred twenty four, Sedgley Park. What a, that? What an accolade for that lad That's to a have! Great list. So I play, I played with Riles for ten years. About nearly 10, that is nearly 10 years ago. <laughs> and he's continued playing for the uh, intervening period. That's unbelievable. That
2: many games at that level on the clock
1: is phenomenal.
0: Yes. For absolutely. one club as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, Huge. Might spread over like three clubs, but still. Yeah. And it's a good, it's a bloody, it's not, that, his is different, I guess, because of the, the variety of standard. It's not just one standard. They're yeah. Different styles and different standards. Oh, a
0: very different style. Like, the way that have played for the last, say, five years versus the way that we played uh, 15 years ago is wildly different. Yeah. Wildly, wildly different. But
2: just that many... He must... Because to achieve that, you must play a good 20-odd games a season. Phil. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean yeah. Phil, you could have played... F- a hundred years, and you wouldn't have achieved that many. <laughs> with your injury
1: record. So I saw wow. styles and how people fit into different teams. Me and Phil went, once went out for a drink with a guy. I don't know if you remember this, Phil, but we we're in um, we're in we're in a pub, and this guy with a straight face was claiming he was so good at rugby. I, I played with him, right? You've you've played. I'm not going to tell you his name, but we've all pl- yeah. You and I have played with him. With a straight face, he was saying, "Yeah, I struggle at level seven because I have to be the main man." I could play in the I could play in the Premiership and just pass and give a pass. And Phil's face was like, "Who is this absolute clown?" I was like, J- "Just you've got to bear with him. He's a good lad. He's a good lad. But he he actually meant it. He
0: actually meant he it. He believed it." Yeah. I kind of I do remember that.
2: Well, just on an overview perspective, what rugby have you seen this week and what what do you think of the standard because we've got international players starting to go back to playing club rugby. There's been a lot of talk about the the Premiership standard dipping. What what are your overall feelings now you've watched a round of... Let's start with the Premiership. Now you've watched a round of Premiership rugby. Without going into too much specifics at this point, just how have you come away feeling after this weekend?
1: Right, so the Premiership is in a huge amount of turmoil. So I, I think I'll answer this in two ways. I'm going to tell you where I think the teams are, um, and also kind of a bit of an overview of why the teams are there. So I'll start with the overview of why teams are there. There's going to be turmoil because of the cap coming down and a lot of players leaving... But also the fact that so many teams have gone under and they've got more players to fit underneath the cap. Mm. So the second
0: problem you've just described, actually, to a degree, um, solves the first problem. It
1: doesn't solve it, but it makes it a little bit less painful. Yeah, so you've got this concentration of medium-ish club players who are populating premiership squads now. You just can't pick up a guy like Tom Pearson for free. But effectively they did Mm. uh, in Northampton. Uh, Same with Tom Cruise, like He's a great player. He's effectively free in premiership terms. There'll be a load of lads playing up and down the country who are really good, but really cheap. So the talent thing is okay. But if you look at, say, Bristol, who have got, have been the beneficiary of numerous signings, like they're waiting for him to bed in. So, Ben-Hard, Jansi, van Rensburg is a great player. I don't know if you know this, but they've got a lad called Vakatawa. He's got some experience too. <laughs>
0: he he was all right in his day. He's I'm, decent. I'm hoping he can get back to where he was. I
1: suspect he probably can, actually. But those two have never played together. Yeah,
0: yeah So, yeah.
1: even though they, those are two, that could be the best premiership uh, centre pairing. There is. Yeah. But they're going to take time. So, I think you're going to have a lot of talent. A lot of points being scored because of the quality of the player, but the lack of cohesion, cohesion within the squads. That's what I would say.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with all that. And one extra thing to add. Uh, well, no, two extra things. Because there were some close games this weekend. There were two games that weren't close. One, because you've got one team now who are spending considerably less than everyone else Yep. in Newcastle. And they were handily beaten by Harlequins. And the other one-sided game... Was the Saracens Leicester game, which was, uh, it was a mismatch due to one team getting the vast majority of international players back, and the other team not having the likes of Jasper Visa and Andre Pollard and Julien Montoya, and um, their two scrum halves playing for England and oh, Ma- like one, Martin Chasem. Yeah, Martin, Ch- a huge Steward. number of players. So yeah. you had the Saracens boys, who all the England boys who came back. And looked excellent. Yeah, and you
2: can kind of understand, when you look at it, all the teams that <coughs> brought back their internationals in substantial numbers are the ones that were playing at home. At home. It makes ah, perfect, makes
1: perfect uh, sense. Uh, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I think with Saracens as well. So the waiting game in the Premiership now is, effectively, when do Saracens start to decline? Because they've got all the same players that led them to their championships, yep. their European Cups... They've jettisoned some of the more expensive, wider squad players, but that heartbeat of the team is still there. And they've also got the continuity of the coaching team. So you look at Leicester, they, they don't have that. Leicester have got you know, numerous coaches in, numerous systems, and they're going through it. An, through uh, and by change. the way,
2: will they have to find another head coach? Well, well that's
1: quite possible. Yeah. I mean, it's quite
2: possible. Which is harsh on them. It's, Why? What's the what, wiggy what, rule? No, because he, no, he was involved in the Australia setup. Ah. And. Uh, when Eddie Jones came in, was like he was part of Dave Rennie's backroom staff, but he was. Much, oh,
0: sorry, yeah, yeah, I was. I was saying. sorry, I'm. yeah, yeah, McKel- Dan uh, McKellar.
2: Dan McKellar. He was tipped to to maybe be a, a, an Aussie coach. Um, obviously, that went by the wayside with Eddie Jones, but now he's back
1: on the radar. Well, he has to be. He has to be. So he was he was the next man up. He was going to yep. take over from da- Dave Rennie. God There's some answers There's and some it, answers it, And there. if you
2: were him You would understand And I'm sure Leicester wouldn't um, Object to a clause For an international side But they wouldn't have Anticipated that this Was so super- on this time frame
0: Particularly no. when Eddie Jones Signs a yeah. Whatever it was Deal to the next World Cup yeah. A f- five again. year
1: deal If Australia come back And give them a Shedload of cash An absolute shedload of cash And they've got a shedload of cash From Steve Borthwick's move As well Yeah Anson Field <laughs> And Sinfield And Alad Walters I mean it's not the end of the world and they're not getting relegated. They've got good players. Got yep. great players. I mean, that is such a good job for the next guy to come into. That okay, fine. If you want to take Dan McKellar, by all means, have him, and they'll go and get the next guy.
0: Yeah, I know. Leicester are one of the the real beneficiaries of picking up the players that were elsewhere in the league. Well, they're one of the available. biggest
1: beneficiaries of Eddie Jones.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Both. Well, certainly from that side.
1: Christ. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so the second thing I was gonna say is I wanted to talk a, a little bit about how these teams stack up. So one of the things I thought is the teams now look like, as I mentioned before, they've just rammed loads of affordable players into sort of you know, their squads. It doesn't really make much sense that they're not built. they've not been built these squads in the way they have in the past with a lot of thought. Well, I'm sure they have, but it's more the case of we're just gonna get the best available talent and see what's what. The exceptions of that, in my mind, looks like Northampton, and the reason I say Northampton is they just remind me of a classic Northampton side, like a young Eng- Eng- English ten. Northampton, generally speaking, have always gone for ing- for English talent. But Tom Pearson looks like exactly the kind of guy that they would like. They look like the le- they look like the least unsettled of the teams which have gone out and bought loads and lo- lo- loads of players. Saracens are still Saracens, and I think. Sale have got a great mix of uh, <coughs> talented, talented older, older players and kids. Everyone else is kind of... No, um, I'll exclude Harlequins from that as well. I think Harlequins uh, look like the real deal. Everyone else seems to be finding their feet mm. or exceeding expectations in the case of Exeter Chiefs. The the interesting one for me is Bristol, because um,
0: much like the... What was his name? The Lotto Lout. 15 years ago do you remember the guy who got 10 oh, million yeah, pounds yeah
2: and, and then he had all the oh yes like, yeah, yeah yeah taxi little, driver yeah had a little um, a little uh, like, uh, oh,
0: quad bike track in his back garden stuff like yeah, that yeah yeah so he got all this cash and he just blew it on things that were um, perhaps not the wisest long term investments now, if you w- did want a long term investment where would you go well I would personally
2: go <laughs> to Beardmore and Co financial advisors that's exactly right
0: Please, continue. <laughs> so, when Pat Lamb, after going from Connacht, who didn't have any money, to Bristol, who had lots and lots of money, um, he spent all that money, but perhaps not in the wisest way. He'd got, got all these shiny new toys and couldn't really fit them in. Um, half of his salary cap was taken up by three players who were non-marquee players, yep. and it didn't work. Now, he has finally revised that strategy, and it's... It will, like you say, with the Tower Bernard Jansi von Rensburg centre partnership, it will take some time. But I'm, I'm interested to see how he pulls it together because it's not been good. His he he had the one good year um, that led to the heartbreak against Quins in the semi-final when they were 28 nil up and managed to to, <laughs> to blow Butcher it, it. Um, and then has blown the subsequent two seasons from that. But maybe, maybe this is what he needs to get things right.
1: Well, OK, so Bristol's success has been predicated primarily on the fact that not everyone spent their salary cap in the past. So they've got rich owners, and Pat Lamb could just go out and buy his mates, effectively. And I mean, that's exactly what he did. He bought his mates, who were a lot better than a lot of other teams. And when it got to the business end of the season, he was left in a pool of other teams who... Also spent up the salary cap, and they constantly got beaten. They, but they, they, just, but they, they, only, they won the league once, didn't they? They won the league once, but yeah. I think they only got top four, maybe twice,
0: certainly yeah. only once. So it's, they, they didn't even get there the but majority of the time. This is
1: how you kind of know he's not good with money. Because he signed AJ McGinsey. Now, there's nothing wrong with AJ McGinsey; I'm Great a player. huge, huge fan of AJ McGinty, right? But look at how Leicester Tigers went about their business to get Andre Pollard they looked at thousands of fly halves, and it just happened to coincide that the best fly half in the world, it looks like they might have been right, because he's won a second World Cup now, was Andre Pollard. And you might have been wrong. And I might have been, well, we've still not seen him in the premiership yet. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, fair. Fair He's, look, you can't argue, even if I'm wrong, okay, uh, or even if I'm right, I I, I, I should say, you can't argue with the process which leads you you to Andre Pollard. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You just can't. You can argue that it's a little bit coincidental, isn't it, that, the money that you that you've spent on your new fly half just happened to be the fly half that you knew at Connacht. I mean, that's just—it uh, seems and, very unlikely to me. And you always have to pay a
0: premium for bringing a player within the Premiership. Yeah, and you cannot make them a marquee yeah. player. So there's there's like a, a double penalty. I simply doing so. do
1: not believe that he went through all of the fly halves available on a massive on planet ship. Earth. Yeah, and then skip. Yeah, this is definitely our guy. He just <laughs> the, signs the people that he knows, and that's it. <laughs> Now, the other thing about Pat Lamb... Well, now I'm onto a Pat Lamb. Um, <laughs> I listened to his, after, um, to his post-match uh, interview. He winds me up so, so intensely. <laughs> so intensely. He just gives this list of things of why he should have won, and how he didn't deserve it, and how his lads didn't deserve it. And he goes on and on and on. And at the end, he gives the most disingenuous um, ending of... Well, of anything, really, which is... Yeah, but first and foremost... All credit to Exeter, they deserved it. You've just gone on to list all the reasons that you deserved it. Like, all of the reasons that you deserved it, and then at the end, oh yeah, all credit to Exeter, they did deserve it. He's so disingenuous.
2: I always liked interviewing Pat Lammy. I thought he gives good answers.
1: Oh, no, he gives a good interview. He gives a great interview. He Spicy. is disingenuous. Should have him on the Patreon pod. Like, his actual answer, and he'll never come to this conclusion... Because you just will His actual answer should be, I picked the wrong team, I'm not very good at signing players, and they were underprepared, and also my tactics are garbage. But other than that, the lads <laughs> did deserve it. And maybe that is honest, because maybe the lads did deserve it. But he doesn't. He definitely doesn't.
2: Well, o- on Exeter, I think mm. one, one thing that they're crediting, their good form. Bearing in mind, you look at the team sheet, there's a lot of youngsters. There's a, no? a lot of young lads. But Exeter, uh, it was in the rugby paper today, and I hear a lot being talked about the performance of their scrum. They got, yeah, they got a new, yeah. scrum, new scrum coach in from London Irish.
0: Yeah, and he's doing really good things. Who Henry Slade mentioned him post match. Not that oh, Henry Slade. He? Yeah, not that Henry yeah. Slade knows much about um, scrums. Yeah, but he, he know he knows when he gets a good platform. Well, and I, I'm I'm interested to see how Aaron Painter gets on mm. more Very and well, more. Well, by, by, by the looks of things, he's scrumming well, he scored a scored a try today. Should have scored two. Um, and he's he's one of those rare things in English rugby. He is a very, very big body.
1: Yes, yeah, a huge, huge, huge man.
0: Yeah, he's the kind of thing that you could, you could maybe, do, kind of um, physique you could maybe do with a international level because there's not many of his size around. I don't know whether this
2: is coincidental because they've got a good scrum all of a sudden. I, I, I doubt it is. But Max Armstrong has emailed contactedchasers at gmail dot com and says, uh, my beloved Rob Baxter speaking an awful lot of sense again. Let the boy, mm. let the boys scrum and says, and I'll, I'll try, I'll try and cut this down a little bit but he says he's just left a quote from an interview with Rob Baxter who says uh, Rob this is Rob Baxter speaking uh, we've probably got to make a sea change as a sport that we all need to be talking about the scrum being a big part of the game not a, <laughs> right. not a, not a hindrance yeah without doubt We've forced a situation, whether it's been TV or media, where we don't want scrums. Potentially, we've been found out for it now when we've got to the international stage. My goodness me, isn't he right? He's right about everything. French he's French right love scrums. Him. South Africans love scrums. I love scrums. Yeah. <laughs> he says, when you get rewarded for not scrummaging, which has been happening for quite a few years, he's referring to the premiership here, isn't he? Uh, you're not going to develop scrummaging props. When you look at how England needed to go uh, to go back to s- two senior props who used to be rewarded for scrummaging, you can see how different things need to be. That's all of us as a game. Media play a part as well. If you've got someone on the TV who's moaning every time there's a scrum, that doesn't make anybody think scrums are good. Yeah, this, he's right on that one. This isn't how you develop scrummaging props, by complaining every time there's a scrum. Yeah. Oh, was, oh, here, we go, here we go, Rob Baxter um, saying, in France and South Africa, they love seeing scrums. They're, highlight- they're the highlights of the game, or they are highlights of the game. Do- well, that's, did you that's why they develop Props Sorry I just finished this Sorry, go um, Yeah he says It doesn't happen by accident It happens because The whole game is focused on it This takes pressure off the referees To make snap decisions We're so geared towards thinking That ball in play Creates great rugby That we're shooting Thank ourselves you. In the foot We've Do you know got who to that, yeah.
1: The reason Okay this is exactly Do you know when you say Twitter's not reality Twitter is reality Because it's populated By these absolute clowns Who will tell you Oh just, If you just have one more offload it, It's worth oh, It's all about running rugby it's all And you can say Because they've never played They've never, ever played. You know, you look at... I'll just think of a random account. Like, the, the Paul Williamses of the world. Oh, look at the offload, look at the skills. Just wrong. It's just wrong. Well, it's- yeah,
2: well, I, I love that. <coughs> but but it's within the context. If it's, in it's, the like, context it's like exactly. sugar, you don't want to eat...
0: Yeah. You don't want to eat sweets all day. Exactly. That's exactly right, Tim. You don't want to build your brand new castle on foundations of sand. You've got to have the right yeah. foundations, the set piece, the scrum, the big boys, big strong boys doing hard, heavy things in order for, like... Quinn's this week, some of the tries that Quins scored this weekend, both the acrobats of um, Tyrone Green, but also just the offloading mm. from their, well, everyone on oh, the pitch similar, were, were it was gr- glorious, so, so, uh, but you can't do yeah, that if you've so, got no foundation. So
2: I think where I could maybe mediate between those two factions, and I'm sure there's a lot of uh, grey in the middle uh, that, that gets ignored, but would be when there is a a reset scrum needed we don't need to take 20 seconds of taking all the mud off the bottom of your boots and but that's why it might go down chats. you
1: see uh, uh, that,
2: so so the scrum... we're, we're, there are elements that's not the scrum yeah. that's not stopping the scrum yeah and that's not not celebrating the scrum that's just trying to get mo- in fact if it's just get more if if it means we got four reset scrums fine but that that should be i mean the the
1: scrum can be so vital to the game. No one was whinging about the scrum during the bigger games in the World Cup. We're, no, like, God, this no. is this is phenomenal. It's amazing. Like, even talk eight yesterday. Biggest cheer. The biggest moment of that game was was the scrum penalty. About midway through the second half, that was like the game changer. Yeah, and everyone loved it. Even people that hated it loved it.
2: Yeah, it and, was and incredible. Ox and Chase being talked about one of the most valuable rugby players on planet Earth. Mm. <laughs> and because yeah. if he's
1: because Malherbe of, is Mal- Malherbe is because of that single skill that they possess. But let's just talk about Bristol and Exeter and their approach to players for just one second. Exeter have gone out there, and they seem to, from what I can see, gone to the least attractive scrummaging team in the country to pick up a scrummaging prop, which is Northampton. I mean, you wouldn't go, right, we need to improve our scrum. Whose players should we take? Let's go to see what's in Northampton's locker. But, that's not a thing that's ever been said. But it is consistent with what they've done elsewhere, which is getting
0: in, like, Schickling and Issafea Scott yep. and others who are just big, boys. big
1: bodies and trust that they can well, make it work. Tommy Francis, too. Yeah, 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 But I tell you the one who I'm Donny really, Prop. really impressed with, um, Nico Avaladze, when he came on, and he was up against... Who was the um... ah Bristol t- tight head at
0: that point? Uh,
1: uh, and Laheef, Max Lahif, yeah. And so Max Lahif is a man who is in superb shape. He is a big old boy, but the difference between these two lads, like you could just see say's natural strength because you just do you see his his forearms, his forearms when they came over Lahif. I was it's Popeye like, stuff, isn't it? Jesus, and this guy from what I can tell came from I think somewhere like Tel Aviv Heat or somewhere. <laughs> How do they find? I, how do they know? How do they know? And he was awesome when he came on. He was absolutely br- brilliant at the scrimmage. It does feel like Rob Baxter's just been loving this. Yeah, we've we've got to
2: change. We've got a load of guys that we've brought up through our own ranks. We've got to go and replace them. And they feel, feel like they're loving it because it's a it's a bunch of kids that they've been developing behind the scenes,
1: and it's some really smart. Do you think with Rob Baxter's comments, there's a little bit of kind of game theory going on, or just he's a <laughs> He's saying the things that we like to hear, but is it just self-interested because he thinks he's got a good scrum? So now it's like, okay, we're going to put all the focus on scrummaging and tell everyone that you need to value scrummaging because we're good at it. Well, I yeah.
2: actually, I actually think with Rob Baxter, he he's a proud Englishman, and he yeah. would, he would have been. I think he's honestly wants the England team to be great. I
0: I disagree ex- with that. That's exactly my.
1: Take I think he wants Exeter
0: to be greater. Yeah, I, I need he'd take both. But yeah, there, there there might be a bit. Well, there is definitely a bit of self interest in the the more the more you message. It's not South Africa aren't going around messaging that they've got a bad scrum, are they? They're <laughs> doing things like the the mark. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the more you message about your strengths, the more people believe it. So that's a definite thing. I think you're right, Tim. I I, I think both are true, but he, I think he will be hurt and upset because he, he he is he's a coach who specializes in building hard hard teams, forward based teams, and uh,
1: England did but not have that in the World we, Cup We also know if you Talk about the way he speaks about the game in a micro level So what did he say about his line out You can stop our line out drive, certainly But there'll be space out wide mm-hmm. So he sees it on the micro level On the macro level, I just think he's gone hey, Everyone call not scrimmage, we're going to start <laughs> scrimmaging You know, If you want to stop our scrimmage, you can But you'll have to sacrifice something else in your game And then we'll change from that So they've had a few years where I think their strategy has been slightly off. They've not really hit their straps. Well,
2: uh, well, again, partly because the law changed because Exeter
1: was so good at the thing that they were, did. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> I think that's outrageous. That. It's still to yeah. this day, I think that's outrageous. If you want to change a law which the game, which is essential to the game, you should do it with a year's notice or two years' notice. You can't just expect a squad to completely adjust the way that they play because some bureaucrats... Uh, this is being he held up over the line... Uh, law change oh no no it was it, the it, latching change it was both... oh latching it was both it was second. both yeah. latching to be fair it was both it was
0: the latch the pre-latch which that was really a play correct application of a law that was already written yeah. although
1: that seems to have disappeared now no one talks about that Yeah, it seems to be back to where and we may- were
0: well maybe it seems I'm just smarter at it and then there's no pre-latch but there's that element and there was also the hold-up of the line which I don't particularly like the held up of line no hold-up-other I don't line, like that law because it, you're taking away a five metre scrum is a great... It, it can be a great spectacle from the scrum. It can be a great attacking opportunity. Like if you can't score with a back... If you can't get five metres of forward advantage from a back's move... When
1: 16 of the 30 guys are... Yeah, bent, yeah. Bent with that pushing. much space,
0: you've, you've got a problem well, in your attack. Did
1: you see what extra did to with the ball that they received from when they were held up over the line? And so it wasn't particularly special, but Bristol do the goal line dropout. I think Skinner gets it, and Skinner passes the ball rugby league style to an on-rushing Ethan Roots, who absolutely le- levels in into the line. Now, yeah, that was rugby league style. Yeah. If you want to avoid high-collision <laughs> dangerous things, maybe you want to go yeah. back to your scrimmaging. Yeah. And also, you deserve to have that pressure. You've got over the line. What, what I mean, you're physically... You can't get any physically closer to scoring a try you should be able to scrimmage. You should be able to maintain that pressure. I don't know what the advantage is of this idea that held held up over the line should be a goal line dropout.
0: Yeah, it seems to um, benefit the defending team far more than it should do. I don't know
1: do. who came up with this
2: and why.
0: John, mm. mm. um,
2: uh, How about a little um, French team pitch interlude? Ooh, oh, yes, please. Yes. So I've picked the mighty... Bayon, L'Aviron Bayonne, uh, rowing club Bayonne, as my French team, because during the World Cup I was so taken with that song, La, La Pena Bayona," mm-hmm. which was played in the French stadiums and is an absolute banger, and it, 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 is, a, it is the song of Bayonne. So I'm looking forward to getting to Bayon to watch that in context. Hopefully, all being well, I'll be watching La Rochelle v Bayon next, on this Saturday night, next Saturday Ooh. night. What, in France? In La Rochelle. Amazing. What?! There's a bit of an issue at the minute. There was a storm in La Rochelle, so the, the the seats that our mutual friend had organised for us, either they've double booked and they're coming up with a lie, or or there, there was a storm and they've been and they've been blown away. There's an, there's an issue. Anyway, hopefully I'm seeing Bayon at La Rochelle next next Saturday night. But and I'll be back for the podcast uh, anyway. So I've picked Bayon. And um, As we're taking more of an interest in the top four team, because it is the premier club competition in the world, <coughs> uh, people have been trying to pitch to Phil and JB as to the team that, that they want to hear them talking about, which one they should adopt. Uh, Ethan John Banfield has cont- uh, emailed contacttedchasers at gmail.com and says Phil should support Bordeaux, Beg- Bordeaux, Begler or Claremont as like Ulster they are and the Canes, they are nearly men <laughs> with a competent team and pedigree for a running baller, having baller running slash baller tens
0: like the sound of that
2: uh, and he says uh, jb should support montpellier as they have mm. a bullying pack plenty of south africans mm. they're a bit of a basket case they are very much
1: the french sale sale and not a basket case i'll have you know <laughs> they're one of the best round clubs in the country <laughs>
2: uh, and where's this one? Oh yeah um simon blackford says jb it has to be la rochelle
1: I agree with this.
2: Google Ile de Ray. Incredible island, great sailing, teeming with delicious food, mainly oysters, superb beaches, everyone <sighs> poodles around on
0: bicycles, top ruggers.
1: Not sure about the bicycle thing.
0: <laughs> you loved your time in uh, Holland on the bicycle. Do you know,
1: I didn't mind it in Holland on. Quite flat. I mean, it was certainly better than staying in the theme park. <laughs> and, uh,
2: they, and I mean being European champions wouldn't ha- wouldn't have And the chances I do
1: at all. I've got to say I do like La, La Rochelle. We've got a picture in there for Bezier, you've seen yeah, that. Yeah, yeah,
2: Alex Hall here, contactchasers at gmail dot com says Bezier as the title says, Forget the top fourteen, Bezier is the edgy choice. As you correctly mentioned in your latest episode, Expensive Hookers, many heads will be turned this season towards warmer climes on the continent in search of rugby to supplement the d- deterioration of our beloved Premiership. I think you're missing a trick, though, boys. Forget about the glitz and glamour of the top 14, where every man and his dog will be newly adopting Toulon, Stad, and Rassing merchandise. Cast your eye to the gem on the coast that is Bezier. You can proudly wax lyrical about their 112-year history and the glory days of the 70s and 80s without any whiff of suspicion that you're merely following the herd. Located along the same stretch of Mediterranean coastline as Toulon, Montpellier and Perpignan, direct flights from London cost just £30 return with a 10-minute drive from the airport to the stadium. I like the sound of this. That
1: is good, isn't it? The
2: 18,500-capacity Stade Raoul Barrière is a fortress both in metaphorical and design. You could even display this rather fetching print on your wall the nice picture of the stadium and then says Bézier is the edgy choice and let's be honest what's, my, what's more important than that no one wants to be the, a new Man City or Newcastle fan ridiculed by long-standing supporters of the game you want to fly under the radar and support a team that will leave your mates kicking themselves that they hadn't thought of doing it first oh and Andy Powell played for them so I mean you, that's so a big deal that so is, you know, is a big you deal so you know you can go and, there and I have think a good Andy time.
1: Powell pay, played for them before he played for Leicester so, like, really early doors, really early doors.
2: Anyway. Um, I don't know when we're going to make a call, get you get you to make a call on this, but... Well,
1: I can tell you right now about Bézier. Uh, so, I was kind of like, yeah, that sounds like a good pitch, I quite like the idea of it, so on and so forth. Then I realised they're in pro, uh, pro de Now, pro de deux, fine leak, but the problem with pro de is every neckbeard blog writer... Claims to be into Pro because that's the thing that they do. That's the, the cool thing, thing that makes them special. Rugby hipsters. Co- yeah, rugby hipsters. And I want nothing to do with them at all. <laughs> like they are the antithesis of everything that that I believe rugby should should be. Although the Pro teams are not, they are. So <laughs> I, I can't possibly get on the Pro Dider.
2: Bezier got m- a cracking win on uh, Friday night at the, home to Grenoble.
1: I do quite fancy the idea of car- Carcassonne. Because I've had so many massive stars, such as Tom Brady. They're not, they're not I, even in Pro 2 And Carcassonne's not a great city. Is it not? I mean, no. you've got the
0: walled city, yeah. which is pretty cool, but it's it's so historic, there's nothing in there. There's like a few very expensive uh, restaurants. Um, mm. and, if you and then to, outside yeah. of that, it's like uh, an industrial zone.
1: Industrial zone, you say?
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> warehouses. Pro, uh, warehouses? In terms of like the, the Pro D2 sides that, that look quite sexy, Beeritz is the main one.
2: Yeah. Bezier, there was a good good pitch for Bezier. Beer is pretty sexy. You can go there and
0: ski, go there and surf. I'm I'm am glad Roof. we had a, a pitch for me to support Bordeaux because it's Bordeaux it's, it's not the first one we received this week. We received, JB and I received a direct one from Friends of the Pod, Ollie Poole and Kirk Hewless. Yeah. Um to go for Bordeaux. He said five euros so rooftop bars. direct flights, rooftop bars, five euros to get into the stadium, great fans, amazing weather, Beautiful French squares, rammed full of cafes, bars, and bistros. I mean, that just appeals to me. That, that does, is, that I, me. and I
2: do have to say, on the flights thing, I'm to get to La Rochelle, I am flying to Bordeaux, and I'm getting the
1: train. Yeah, so we so, could all fly together and, and we then could go our separate off, ways, yeah, going, yeah, the, going on on separate,
2: go in separate directions. I'll go down south to Bay. Uh, to, I'll go southwest to Bayonne, and you, you go north to like Top
1: Gear's. <laughs> 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 We're round at Bordeaux. Um,
2: yeah, hmm. b- Bordeaux's are great. Their fans are meant to be bonkers. It's one stadium I've not been to that is on my list because they're meant to be. So
1: I do like that. I think they're. I think they're big enough to to handle my fandom, which is a, a, a huge issue. Um, I I, I like that idea. No. I, I don't like their kit though. I can't get on board with their with their colour palette. The maroon. Yeah, it just reminds me of like non-successful teams in England, like <laughs> yeah. Burnley and Aston Villa and that kind and of West thing. Ham. West Ham, yeah.
2: I'll well, tell you what. B- before we um segue back into rugby just uh, as another little topic of conversation appealing to youngsters yes as a little thing so i've got an email here just while i'm on the emails from tom dean contact at gmail.com there's something going on with like some noise i don't know if it's my phone or something or is it your phone near the microphone uh i don't i hope so, not it
0: might be it's fine it's fine anyway maybe the fireworks outside uh
2: tom says i bloody love english club rugby I managed to get to my first game of the season at the Stoop yesterday. They were launching two initiatives. One, self-serving beer stations.
1: Brilliant. Great. I thought you were going to say self-care, and I was like, God, no.
2: And, and number two, Quinn's Trading Cards. So he says, my Uh. my six-year-old son has shown practically zero interest in rugby. Every time I put a game on the TV, I tend to get the same comment about rugby being boring. I took him to Twickenham for the Fiji game a few months back. Horrific experience. (laughs) And not because of the result. He says, however, I brought him back a few packs of trading cards and the first thing I heard this morning um, through the Guinness fog in my head was, I got Marcus Smith. Finn Baxter, cool. Cool. He spent the rest of today talking about rugby and how much he wants to be like Marcus Smith. We spent a good hour in the park working on his kicking and he tried to run through me like Finn would do. Suffice to say, for me, it's been a great day. Um, so he said, so just in terms of engaging younger fans, like that's Ooh. at the very younger end, that's, that's quite interesting. And then this dovetails with something I saw Rugby Inside Line post online, which was uh, the results of uh, a research study that was done into engagement of Gen... Gen Z. Z, Gen Z, Gen now Z. Which, Z Gen one, which Gen Z. ones are they? That's the ones that I don't know. Is that
0: so? You got millennials, which, is came,
2: it, which came of age around eighteen at the turn of the millennium.
1: So that's yeah. like, like, yeah, us basically. Yeah, yes, I think so. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And, and
1: there's like a quite a bit because a generation yeah, is it's, like it's a. a generation. You have gotta find, you've got, got to find the mark, haven't you? Where the generation start. Transitioning Like sexually You know When when there's like a, a disproportionate amount Of transitioning people I think that's when It gets to Gen Z Yes <laughs> Or blue hair Something like that And then 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 After Gen X Then there
0: was No Gen X was before Was that before Because you, know, cause oh, you know, the radio, know The
2: radio station like I used to work on That's now Radio X XFM That's why it was called XFM Because it was Aimed at the Gen X's Oh okay oh, Is that right
0: Yeah Christ yeah. And X sounds cool x that does sound cool yeah. Well, yeah well
2: um so i think it came after that it was which well, Y. it was millennials
0: then why xyz there now, you now go now yeah Z. that makes sense what
1: happens next i don't they go know. back to a i don't know <laughs> no idea they go what happens yeah if, if if each
0: one's if each generation is um 20 years say to make the math simple and there's um 26 letters of the alphabet Plus the millennials, so twenty-seven. So it would be f- anyone who was the previous Gen A would now be five hundred and forty years old. So I think, <laughs> so I think it's safe to, I think it's safe to use Gen A again, or AA, a double A, like A-B-A. a like a spreadsheet.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> uh,
2: but yeah. But hmm. this this engagement research that was done showed that whilst it's high on popularity in terms of adult participation, in terms of the younger end engagement, and I'm not sure exactly the metrics that they were using for this. I think it was social media-based. Uh, yeah, oh, it's, that's it's go- a really... Google yeah, okay. searches, social media, clicks, this kind of thing. It was not even in the top 20. It was way down.
0: Right, okay. Yeah, so, I uh,
1: mean, if that's the basis, I'm not <coughs> overly worried at all, really, to be honest.
0: Well, so, I don't know, because I've only seen it from um, Ruby Inside Line, and they only posted the diagram showing the movers, yeah. movers and shakers. I've seen diagram But no... No,
2: um, like badminton's one of the most engaged sports, according to that. So I don't know what the metrics are because
0: um, yeah. So and certainly for Gen Z. So if we go through some of them in there, so football obviously, boxing kind of makes sense, Formula One kind of makes sense, basketball. Now I assume this is in the UK because of the sports that's in there. Basketball is interesting and a big increase. Yeah, badminton fifth is astonishing. Unless, unless it only counts playing or counts weighs heavily playing, I don't know. Sure. But sure. then we're just going through the other cycling, cricket, esports, uh, which is not surprising esports because nope. that is a big thing. Running, tennis, MMA, actually surprised MMA is so low on that. Dancing, table tennis weightlifting, volleyball, netball, rugby league, horse racing, MotoGP, GP, and climbing. Now, something seems odd with that mix of sports. Yeah, it does. Like, the testing and... Now, the fact that rugby has fallen off a cliff does not surprise me at all in that age category. Um, not least for the fact that something that we've all spoke about many, many times, that half of the communication about Ruby union that the general person sees is about how we're killing everyone.
1: Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
0: Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact...
2: And isn't it interesting That some of the ones On that Uh, list And some of the best Performing ones Are things like MMA and
1: boxing (laughs) Yeah yeah yeah. Boxing's crazy now Like actually Just Boxing was a dying sport I mean we should Actually learn a lot From boxing It was a dying sport Not only was it dying One of the excuses For boxing not being Any good anymore Was well If you're a big athlete You'll get drawn into um, Basketball Or Mm -hmm. football. And maybe that is Actually still the case In America To be fair Because you know Being athletic is a very valuable thing but all the narratives about killing people blood sport and out of nowhere well that still goes on but the, 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 no one cares no one
2: cares because so, boxing well, they doesn't just, engage with they just ignore it yeah, yeah yeah
1: they lean into it so uh, like, you look at the antics of eddie hearn my my younger brother on his lunch break will watch eddie hearn videos and press conferences he loves his boxing he's never used to, never used to like boxing but he loves it now i can see why because the coverage is so good and much like mma They're just unapologetic This is the game This is what we do Whereas you look at rugby It's like well I mean We have a game But we hate it Not as much as we hate the players Of course Because we really uh, Loathe them Here's T1 Um, And by the way You're probably bigots Support women's rugby
2: On the night of the Rugby World Cup final um, On Talk Sport they had the odd update of what the score was, but it was Tyson Fury versus... To be honest, it could well have been
1: Tommy Fury against (laughs) a YouTuber. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's kind of where we're at. Yeah. Yeah, We all Tell you what, I've got an idea. Rugby players boxing? No. YouTubers playing professional professional rugby teams. (laughs) I would watch that. I would watch that. I would watch that. Or mix. I mean, if if you want to get
0: engagement, having some, getting some YouTube, like you've got the Netflix series, or was it Netflix or Prime? I've not watched it yet, the premiership one, um, that we got a interesting little insight to, um, that we can't repeat on air, um, earlier today, but getting them in, getting some, some Gen Z um, personality, get them to train, do a pre-season session with um, extra chiefs, while they're doing the beach runs, that would be, quite good for I for just engagement. remember
2: one really cool thing on um, what was that show with Johnny Knoxville and, and Jackass. Jackass oh Jackass. London Irish Jackass going to London Irish and putting up bombs and Johnny Knoxville or whatever and, uh, and Steve-O had to catch the ball and just got
1: filled in was Mark Mapletoft playing then I have a I, feeling he was involved with that I
2: can't remember I seem to remember <coughs> I just remember their biggest like back row players just filling them in when they, as soon as they caught the ball <laughs> smashing them
1: yeah love all that stuff yeah yeah, yeah that,
0: that's the kind of thing, like, thinking outside the box. Don't just copy what uh, what Formula One have done.
1: Oh, do if, I hear you've got to get, do if I hear one more time, we need a computer game, I will pull my hair out. We need a computer game. We need Netflix. Yeah, It's been done. You need to do the next thing now. Yeah. I, and also, I'm on LinkedIn. In fact, if you want to follow me on LinkedIn, because uh, I've got a platform where I can actually type in long form now, uh, jo- Jonathan Beardmore on LinkedIn. Yeah. Go, go, go and follow so, me just, there. Just think if you need some financial advice. I hear there's
2: some, I hear there's some good youtube channels, which uh, are yes tell, tell, the tell, game of rugby, tell us
1: about that Tim uh, egg chase's rugby just go, there you go go and go and subscribe so on linkedin it 's infuriating for many reasons mostly mostly because of the mental health grift, but i 'm so glad i 've never
2: had to had to do anything on that thing <laughs> my work has never required it
0: yeah hey, oh, I, oh, I kind of have a I have a presence, but I never ever look at it never use it well at in all. some
1: ways it 's great in other words, oh my word, it seems half of half of LinkedIn is creating mental health problems and then Selflessly selling the services At great expense to solve the mental health problems That's what it sounds like to me but Anyway um, <laughs> The amount of people who are already in in the game Who have responded to this actual survey And They've said Well what we need to do is X, Y, Z And every one of them I'm thinking You've been in the game At a very high level And this is where we are I think you should be the last people talking like, uh, Will Carlin wrote an article um, a few people who you'd know who aren't mentioned because they're friends of the, friend, friends of the show wrote articles, but I'm thinking just we need completely new people to deal with promoting rugby now. Completely new, because you know what's happened so far. It's not really good enough. If, if this was a if this it was another circumstance, another organisation, maybe more commercial, heads would roll for what has happened in rugby. But as it as it is, n
2: no, nothing. Well, I I, I can't remember where I saw this. Was it put in a WhatsApp group we were in? But one of the criteria on promotion, relegation and... uh, Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh,
0: yes. Oh, my God. This ties
2: in with what we were talking about. That was from Simon Massey-Taylor, wasn't it? Simon Massey-Taylor. Now, whether this has been signed off or not, I don't know, but... (sighs) I assume it hasn't. I assume he's just... um... Uh, He's put forward a suggestion that one of the criteria (sighs) on whether you're a premiership club or become a championship club or whatever should be... Followers
1: on social media—that is mental. Yeah, social media That engagement. is mental. That is nuts. Unless the criteria is the lack of followers on social media. <laughs> I mean, just no one should ever forget that social media basically nearly bankrupted extra Chiefs. Social media was the reason that when Wasps couldn't play, pay their players, they were spending money on, you know, ed- uh, what, what was it, EDI stuff. You know, they couldn't actually pay their cleaners, and they were wasting money on this because social media. No, 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 no. That should be one of the. That should go against you. If if you've got too many Twitter followers and you engage too much with Twitter, it should go against well,
2: you. Well, no. What it actually needs is people to have the exactly going back to the general point about celebrate rugby for what it is. Uh, you you just need people that have the, the balls to, to, to tune out the white noise, to just tune it out. Just so they can't. It. It's just impossible. It. It's almost impossible for, th- for these people I, I, well, well, it's impossible for these people But I don't think it's impossible Yeah, it's not impossible just for everyone MMA, like yeah. Dana White doesn't give a damn
1: Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, So funny, yes I was talking to somebody who has a stake in rugby Like an actual, an actual stake And that's his entire point Which is ownerships The owners of the, pre- of, of the premiership teams need more money Because basically they supply all of the money And all of the players to all of England uh, And that would and be that and also, no one is capable of running the game outside of them because every time they go and appoint someone, they will just mess it up because of like, the compliance mindset. Like, you're saying you just need someone who can rise above that. If you're just an employee and you're looking for your next job after rugby, you can't look, look above that. Just You have to have a special kind of individual, yeah. like a Dana White, and he's not an employee, well, he's I t- an owner.
2: I know that uh, it will be very unpopular in some quarters, but what? Im- Im- just for a second, just imagine you just said to Austin Healy for example there you go
1: yeah there's rugby like you you're you're the main man you can hire and fire whoever you want i would so be up, I, I, a bit for that i i would be up for that in a heartbeat problem is i don't think they could afford him like yeah, to to pay for that man's time full time i think he does rugby because he enjoys it not because he needs the money put it mildly i think he'd enjoy that that gig yeah he might do it because i don't know I, I'd, I'd
0: be up for it though yeah so, I've not read the full uh, Simon Massey-Taylor article, but he did um, an interview with The Telegraph in the last week. And uh, so the points that he made, so they kindly give us five bullet points that he talks about. But point number one, well, certainly the first three are pretty negative. Um, bullet point number one, it'll take up to five years to complete... Uh, to... complete. Huh? Okay, so the Premiership rugby blueprint will take up to five years to complete and clubs will continue to lose money. That's not great. Point number two, there are plans to cut a salary cap that is controversially returning to the pre-COVID levels next season. So it's planned to go back up next season to 6.4 million plus credits. There are plans to
1: cut it back down. Can I be very clear back on that? Down. That will not happen. Well, the well, cut... Yeah, it will not happen. There is too much strength of feeling among. The some of the owners, yeah, among the owners that can afford it, the are yeah, powerful. They're like no, if we want to compete in Europe, we yeah. have to spend our money. So they might cut the salary cap, but I'm telling uh, you now, and the the players that are out of work
2: right now, you kind of like for them. I know, I know, some people go, you've got to cut your cloth, but if if these if these people can spend their kids' inheritance and give a yeah. job, yeah, yeah, give a job to these people, then I I say why not? Oh, yeah. There again, so. I, I do, and I want them to be able to compete in Europe as well, which yeah, is one yeah, of the big yeah. things the Premiership clubs which is are exactly saying. Exactly, the the cha- the Champions Cup's going to be a joke until English clubs get
1: have more money. Yeah. yes, yeah. I can't remember. Was yeah, so I say, as a financial advisor, um, there is sort of like two salary bands that replace should work up to about forty two thousand pounds, and then about three hundred and above. And if you're in between there rugby's not worth it for you don't do it it'll'll it'll, it'll end it'll end in anguish because you'll never earn enough to make it make an impact on your life because one and once you retire, you will not be able to replace that money ever <clears throat> so you need to make enough money whilst you're working in rugby in order to sustain yourself when you finish and frankly you're not going not going to do that. The reason I mention it is because you're saying about all those players if you can give them a job great, my advice to those players is if if you're not going to be a professional rugby player. Just decide now, if you're not going to be an England player earning £300,000 plus and all your international appearances and everything else which comes with it, go become a plumber or an accountant. (laughs) Just go and do that. Or work for £42,000 because when it all finishes, you get all the connections, all the experience, and you can get another £42,000 job. But £100,000 is an absolute death sentence.
0: Well, yeah, one of the things, don't get yourself or your... Partner, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend—that's the more kid, important point. Addicted to the four. Yes. Don't, yes. don't have. Don't be buying Range Rovers. Don't buy Live a forty-two thousand pound lifestyle on a hundred. On
2: hundred k. That's
1: yes.
0: That's that's, I
2: mean, actually that's good what you do when you're to, a rugby player. Well, that's
1: good advice to anyone. Yeah. But by the way, best of luck selling that message because that's what yeah. that's what I do professionally. Yeah, like, yeah, Best of luck with that one. Yeah. Uh, I once met a guy, a professional rugby player, who had four more days left of being a professional rugby player. In his mid-twenties And he never played professional Ever again In the premiership And within those four days He bought a Ranger of Sport Oh my goodness <laughs>
0: <laughs> Okay Wow Clearly
1: you, Clearly you listened
0: <laughs> wow. uh, So the other ones there are, So next one Another negative one uh, There are talks with the government About making clubs repayments Of the COVID-19 bailout loans More manageable which is not a good situation. Yeah. Um are so the first three headlines from Premiership Rugby's pretty uh, good so far. CEO. Full, full of joy. Yeah. Next one. Um and this is it's not the same negative but it's also negative. A new two division premiership could adopt God. rugby league's new grading system that will see social media followers contribute towards promotion and releg- relegation. This is uh, Now that's not that's not existential like the other three are, but that is just Just seeing that written down on
2: a bit of paper yeah, It kind of
0: makes you think they don't know what they're doing Bits of sick in my mouth Yeah, seeing that written directly below Simon
1: Massey Taylor says Colon That sentence The fact he's even thinking like that is A massive black mark Of all the things he's got to think of Twitter followers that's what he's come to conclusion and then to. e, e- Trail Finders shall we get shall we
2: hire a new uh, marketing manager shall we get a new fly half no let's get onto those bot farms yeah. yes
1: <laughs> well this is it I mean if you're Saracens do you not think their accountants are like guys you know you can buy these right <laughs> you know like it, 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 they'll be all over it Saracens will be the biggest social oh, media there is brand a, on the planet there is a, yeah, more There's more followers a, than Elon Musk yeah. there's a, there's a very Swift. very
2: prominent um person in the world in the world of online content creation in the last few, who's become very very prominent in the u k in the last few years whose whole whole empire has been built on bot farms and mm. completely fabricating it faking it t- well that's what that, faking it till they make it that's what I left
0: if you're faking it till you make it if you 're showing real numbers of followers and game, like there's something real there, even though it's totally fake. Yeah, It's, 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 it's
2: become real in the end,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um yeah.
2: I'll, t- not, I'll tell you who that is in a bit. Yeah,
0: fi- find me at a bar, I'll t- I can tell you some stories. After the pod. Or
1: maybe i maybe real, I know now. Can you give me a clue? Uh,
0: I'll know the
2: name. Hold yeah. on, I, find me at a bar and I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow! That doesn't surprise me. That does not surprise me. Oh, I thought me. You someone in rugby. No, 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 no. Um, Final one um, from Simon Massey-Taylor, which is, it's not that, this is probably the only one that you read and you think, yeah, that that makes sense and should be what they're doing, although details would need to be confirmed. Hybrid contracts for England players, which is something that we've spoke about before. And a radical shake-up of top flight academies, Mm -hmm. both part of the new professional game partnership, which is to be unveiled next month. I would get rid would of you, academies. Yeah, you said... So I would get rid of RFE-funded academies. Yep. So both those two things are things that we've spoken about before. JB, you've been been um, very vocal about the academy side, and we've all spoken about the difficulty that clubs have when a vast proportion of their budget, certainly ones who are lucky enough to have some England players or unlucky enough to have some England players, is taken up by England players who are only available for yeah. kind of 60% of their season. You know,
1: I would... It- I would just take a, you know, a massive hatchet and just hack away at all sorts of expenditure in a premiership club. So if you look at a premiership club, and I think the only thing that they should be providing is, and this is going to be controversial, but if I was in charge of one, it would be senior men's rugby. I would have no academy team. I'd have no A team. I'd have no women's team. And then I'd go further. I'd have no no, communicate, no community engagement team. I would have none of that stuff, none of it at all, unless you could show me that for every community engagement officer that I had, I had a thousand new fans come like come through the door. They we're just not doing it. What What about for for um, every three
0: years of a community engagement officer, you get a Tom Curry or a Ben Curry or a Aaron Reed or a Tom? We need
1: a tangible way to to measure that. Now, what I think really happens in the world. Is that you get a great link with a top private school, and the private school will develop these players for you. And it doesn't matter if you have a community engagement officer that, because that's,
2: that's the Irish. Huh? That's, that's Irish rugby. It's based on about half a dozen amazing schools. Well, I mean, New, New Zealand rugby, yeah. South, South African rugby,
1: South Africa, a yeah. Gr- South... Grace College, incredible. Ooh. So, if, yeah, but if you look at like the cell DPP, there is this sort of two-tier systems in there. Mm. All the lads in the local clubs who really want it. I'm not saying the lads who go to, say, um, Kirkham Grammar don't want it. I'm not saying that at all. But then there's a separate category, like Kirkham Grammar, SEPA. And these guys, they've just exposed to training over and over again. And what the RFU will not tell anybody, they will not tell the kids growing up, and it's completely unfair, which is, if you want to make it as a premiership player, you need to live and breathe this sport from the age of 14, probably all the way up through to 18, Probably in a private school because they're the ones who are not afraid of telling you get in the gym, get in the gym every day, uh, do, do 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 this every day. Well, I'd also you
2: know? I'd also go back a step and go if by the age of eleven, twelve you haven't got really good core skills. Yeah, that's another thing. And it like- doesn't have to be specifically rugby. Like you can, there is transition. Like you know, at McFarland. Uh, from basketball Whatever But you have to have the, Those elements Of your skill base If you haven't established Those by 11-12 you, you, You're just not Going to be a Top level player I'm, nope.
0: st- I'm still not having The Theo McFarlane Like Theo McFarlane Played rugby As a boy Growing up in Samoa Oh did he they, well, oh, okay. they're, Of they're, course, course imposs- he did It's, it's <laughs> impossible For him not to Of course he He's did He's 6 yeah. foot 5 And he lived in Samoa Yeah of course
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah it's a fair point Yeah, It's a fair point The RFU you know, just won't Tell you that <clears right? throat> I'll say yeah If we if we have a hits programme Or some Some, some nonsense yeah, they basically—it's like they've written off most of the community game completely. They call it the community game, and they just rely on private schools to develop the you know, the next generation of players.
2: I tell you what, let, let's rattle around the uh, leagues for a second. Uh, just one interesting thing I noticed. Okay, mm. if you'd have done an accumulator on all on the Premiership and the top fourteen, I have, that said, we haven't seen the final game, and you, the accumulator was all home wins.
0: Yeah, you'd you would.
2: You would have won. A massive amount of cash, because that is 11 fixtures, all home wins. I'm and it's
1: only two to lose to go. Yeah, to lose away. To lose away, yeah. Uh,
0: and uh, oya is a bit of a surprise there. I yeah, Oyana got, was a surprise, yeah. You would, would have got reasonable odds on, they beat on them. La Rochelle are struggling. And Perpignan beating Toulon as yeah. well.
1: Oh, oh, my God, did you see the Dan Bigger clip?
0: Yeah. yeah. That was horrible.
1: That was horrible that was to really, watch. really, really horrible. Yeah, if you haven't seen as it, as, Dan
0: Bigger's
2: as, lining up a conversion... And at the moment he steps up to kick it, he just falls on the floor and
0: holds his back.
2: Charles scored a try on eight minutes. And there, it's, I'm just looking at the the match result there. It says a damn big missed conversion. Not technically missed, he didn't actually take it. Yeah. Oh.
1: That was re- Yeah, that was really. Someone posted that as a joke. And I watched that. Like, no, that's really. That's nasty. Yeah, it doesn't look good. I know. Right, should we go into another Premiership game? Why do we talk about Saracens? Let's do it. Saracens. A
0: near full strength, very strong, and certainly comparatively strong Saracens team,
1: handily beat a much weaker Leicester team. <clears throat> now, I think you've probably got a few things to say about this, particularly the England boys, Tim. Well, one thing I love is how much the
2: the England players love playing for Saracens. It's quite I've, it's kind it, of undeniable. It <laughs> is
0: undeniable. I love how much they love it. It was cool listening to uh, Jamie George with beefs. With whatever it was, ten minutes to go, the game was done at that point, and he asked about it. He loves playing for Saracens, but really does, and it, like it's it's worked both ways. Saracens have given a lot to the uh, to those England boys and and anyone who's played there. Those England boys have given a lot for, for Saracens, and if you've won X <laughs> number of league and European titles, why wouldn't you love it?
2: And I don't know whether it's the Alid Walters thing. I don't know what, but. Maru Toji's rediscovering a bit of form,
0: isn't he? I, this was going to be one of my comments. So, Marrow going into the World Cup, I think we were all a bit meh. Yeah. Started off, didn't really do anything. I thought he got better throughout the tournament and he was, he was the best player on the pitch today. Uh, t- yesterday. He was enormous. Uh, but all the England boys did. Billy carried well. Elliot Daly was carrying hard. Yeah. Uh, Farrell controlled the game beautifully. Um, ben Earl. Is so good, so uh, Jamie good. Jamie George is so good. So yeah, a lot, a lot going well for the Saracens boys. Um, Leicester absolutely. Like, just I looking before, at the just, bench.
2: Bearing in mind what we've been talking about, having a lot of kind of uh, journeyman players and people plugging gaps. The bench for Saracens, England's Theo Dan, Fiji's Irooni Ma- Maui, uh, Hugh Tizard, Tom Willis. It's just not,
0: class.
1: Yeah, it's not bad, is it?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very good.
1: Yeah. Um, that, I was going to say, it wasn't... The ben-, ben Hill didn't score the try, did he? But that move... With the one where he sing- breaks down
0: the right wing and then... It-
1: no, the one where every single England player seems to touch the ball. So, like, Jamie George, um, then he goes to Farrell, there's someone's wrapping around, there's someone else. It was... It's a thing of beauty, that. Mm. Ben Hill is so good. Ben Hill is just so good.
0: Yeah. Ben Hill's outrageous.
1: Although, it, it might upset a few England fans... When you hear them talk like, oh, we're just so disappointed with our England form, so we, you know, one, one match later, we decided to play better. So like, no, <laughs> no, that's not how it's meant to work. You're meant to be, you know, you may be saying you're upset with your Saracens form and now I'm going to take it to England and smash
0: <laughs> South Africa. I'm not, su- I'm not quite sure that's how they phrased it.
1: Something like that. It wasn't, it was like, they, they didn't say I, yeah, I'll just try with to, their England form.
0: I tried to give more, um, I'll give more. Uh, put my body on the line more than in a World Cup semi-final. That's
1: kind of how I heard it, yeah. It
0: might, yeah, that might be, might be how you heard it.
1: Yeah, they, they were disappointed with their England form and they wanted to take it out. I mean, they looked great. They, they, they wanted, wanted to great. beat up Leicester. Yes. Yeah, it really put Leicester in their place and you can't say they didn't.
0: Yeah, yeah, this was... this was Leicester got two late um, consolation tries but this was uh, one-sided.
1: Yeah, yeah, but you make a good point about how much they want to play. I mean... Saracens are going to be the team Isn't it amazing Basically the same team Has won everything Got relegated Come back up Won again And now they're the team to beat It's just incredible Yeah
0: They are They they have got some aging assets um, Who are going to just continue to age And they're They are They're not replacing They're they're bringing in some young talent But it's not It doesn't feel like It's a one-to-one ratio No, absolutely not Like guys like Nick Aziqui Who's just signed a long-term contract And Ben Earl And Andy Christie Are great players but they're not as good as the the guys going out.
1: Yeah, your Maro's, your Vinapola's. I mean, Maro must be thirty now. I think he's twenty-eight. Is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. twenty-nine. Twenty-nine. Oh, yeah, so yeah. he's getting up there. Yeah, yeah. They are. What do you reckon they've got? They've got one more crack at Europe, I'd say. But I don't think they'll go far. But then, that, you're not they've
0: not. I, I don't all, think they do because they've just not got the squad depth. That's how
2: uh, that's how old Maro told you. is. I'll be able to say this right a right year from now. I gave him his first. Gallagher Premiership Man of the Match medal Prize William Marrow. Yeah There you go That was Jeez that was a long time ago man Anyway
0: Yeah Right Eight or nine years ago Do think people can hear The fireworks going off Is that what that is I hope so I thought it was someone Moving around, someone <laughs> moving around In your kitchen Yeah you've got the
2: headphones your, on. Are your kids like Into fireworks and stuff
1: Oh my god Do they I want to go, the go to the worst Firework experience On, on Friday night So um, We Decided to take the kids To Bowdoin Hockey club To watch the fireworks Nothing wrong with fireworks per se Okay But the way it was sold to me It was sold to me Is like We need to go to the fireworks display Because we can't go on Sunday You've got a podcast So on and so forth Let's go on Friday There's a big one going on in Bowden, So off we go to Bowdoin I don't know what you'd expect From a firework display But i expect to get there Watch the fireworks, go home. Does anyone think of any, like, any different?
2: Maybe you have to get them a toffee apple or a yeah. or a hot chocolate or something. Or a
0: sparkler.
1: You, sparkler, you, you yeah. can buy a pint or a, whatever you want a bovril. Yeah. Both of you, both of you two men, are perfectly reasonable, and I wish everyone was as reasonable <laughs> as you two. So we get there, and immediately the tickets are twenty pound for an adult, ooh, t- ten pound for a child, or fifty pound for a family. Wow. Okay? A bit- I mean, it is it is Bowden, Bowden, I guess <laughs> you know it is. Yeah, so, uh, okay, fine, so we, we wow. get in there. And they count down, they go, here we go, the firework display, and, you know, it's okay, it's good. But <laughs> I didn't click, it, it didn't it didn't immediately hit me. They said, this was the children's firework display. It was at seven o'clock. The children's, okay, well, the adult's coming. No, no, no. So seven o'clock to 7.15 was the children's. It's tipping down with rain. There must be thousands of people there. It was rammed. Um and the next firework display is at 8 o'clock. It's like, 45 not, minutes. I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't do this. I absolutely can't, can't do it. And then the one after that... What's the difference between an adult's and
2: a child's firework display? I
1: do not know, Tim. <laughs> so, I must is say... adult... Uh, Are they in the bit, shape of a knob? Bit of blue <laughs> yeah. for the, the mums and dads. Penises everywhere. <laughs> and I would stay for that. Um, and then th- there's another 5 minutes display 45 minutes after that. super Yeah, heck. so you've got to wait I mean, no to they get want, your money's worth. No wonder they want 20 quid for the whole thing. Yeah. Meanwhile, you're surrounded by concessions, but the the pitch, I mean. I actually think they had more fun in the Somme than I had uh, um, <laughs> in, 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 in that mud. I'm sure that I was so miserable.
2: How long when, did you tag around for? The whole thing. Oh, you did the whole Whoa, thing? The whole, the whole wow.
1: thing. Wow. I was so miserable by the time I left. And the kids hated it. What did you do in between the firework displays? I looked miserable. <laughs> Tried to avoid the rain. I, I, the, the kids were I mean, asking two kids to stand in a mur- on a muddy hockey field for the best part of Two and a bit hours. hours. You get there a little bit early. You leave a little bit late. It just
2: what were they what, thinking? What would have been less fun taking them to that or taking them to the AJ Bell? I don't, don't
1: even get, I don't even get the gag. I don't even get the gag. <laughs> I'm joking. Don't even get the gag, Tim. Uh, the AJ <laughs> Bell is a is a temple of fun, and they put on a great display. They, they, the, they, they put on a great display in the yes, rain. they did. They did. Uh, Aaron Reed, by the way, lighting things up. Yeah, two, and, Gus, and Gus War, Gus War as well. Gus War's try-saving
0: tackle was something else mm. that was unbelievable fair yeah, play
1: they've got some good kids there've got some good kids um the buried they're not even that young now. do you know one thing i want what uh, one thing I think we should do generally over the next it's a couple of
2: months and it's six nations it's not that far off no it's not so I reckon we should just every week just have a bring bring a name or a couple of names that like just as if we're putting it on. Steve Borthwick's in Trey. You need to check out You need to make sure You watch that performance So what play, we're that doing player. What mm. we're doing right
1: Is we are being agents Aren't we Yeah We are doing the thing Which agents do Which is pushing The CVs of players That don't really Necessitate looking uh, Being looked at yep. by England Yeah 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 so so you'll The likes of Yeah
2: because no one needs to go Oh Ben Earle had a great performance Yeah, yeah exactly right, So yeah. So, who are you Well, I, well, the, the, I, I think there's, a, there's scrum half-births open, so Gus Wall might be one. Tom James Northampton might be one. I mm. like Tom James. Mm. Yeah, I, I like Tom really James. I really
1: like Tom James. Um, who is the young hawker at sale? Augustine Creeby. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, Tom Roebuck, yeah. Tom Aaron Roebuck. Aaron Reed? Yeah. Do you know, Aaron Reed? I could make uh, make an argument for, but the one I will make an argument for is actually Gus War, because... He wasn't meant to be the starter of any team ever.
0: Mm. Yeah, and yet he
1: is, and not only is he the starter, he plays in a style which is very reliable. Uh, his kicking is reliable, but like those things like that—that that, that try-saving that tackle—he's he's, he's yeah. really grown. In
0: I was style. really impressed with that, that in particular, because you're right. He's he's kind of forced his way to be the the starter. Yeah. with just very good, consistent performances over a long period of time. But to do some things like that, that like try saving tackle was magnificent.
1: Yeah. Because he never had the outrageous talent that... Rafi, yeah. the Rafi has. Rafi is an outrageously talented player, but he's just not been available enough. And there is something yeah, to be said yeah. for
0: longevity and just learning on the job. Particularly for a number nine. Like, for a number nine, half your craft is, is just intellect and intelligence and reading situations. Yeah. you. You No matter how fast you are... If you don't play any games, you're, you're not going to ever be a world-class man. And nine.
1: another massive feather in the cap of Gus War as well. Now, uh, cards on table. Um, I've met Gus War quite a few times. I've had a few beers with him at Talk H. He coaches. He did coach one of the Manchester Uni teams where we get some of our players from. So he is a really good bloke. But if you don't know Gus War and you all you see of him is what's on the TV, and it never occurred to me because I'm completely biased, people hate him. People, like, in the final, the Saracen's final like, oh, God, God, Gus Wall really irritates me. I was like, he'll be delighted by that. As a scrum half, that's exactly... What a great
2: quality for a scrum half, yeah. Uh, Another another player worth just putting on the radar, um, I'm not saying, because I'm not an advocate of get the kids in, but uh, Lennox and Yanwu.
0: I like him. He's the the inside centre. for Quinns. Yeah.
2: In a problem position for England, he's actually... And it's a massive step from where they're playing to where it is, but it's definitely one that's worth just keeping an eye
0: on. So
2: last season,
0: um, he played a bit uh, Mm. before um, Esther Hazen came back from international duty. And he looked solid. He made some nice breaks. But one thing that I didn't see when I watched him last season was his handling skills. This season, either... I just never saw it last season or he's been working on it. His, some of his handling this weekend was superb. Some of the lovely little touches. And he, he's, a, he's a strong boy. I don't think he's that big, but he's a strong boy in great powerful, shape. Isn't with powerful, With a, yeah,
1: decent turn of pace. Yeah. Um, well, if you're going to go on to inside centres, uh, I would advise Steve Borthwick no further than one Seb Atkinson. I think this guy is a marvellous player. Big, strong, skills... Uh, he just seems to be the total package. And he's gone into... Which
2: Atkinson was it? Is it Tribe have actually made a mistake here? Because they've got Mark
0: Atkinson. No, no Mark, Mark wasn't. It was his first oh, yeah, game yeah. In, a, yeah, I thought so. in a long time.
1: I mean, I'd happily put Mark Atkinson's CV on Steve Borthwick's desk. But I suspect he knows all, all about yeah. Mark by, by now. I think that his namesake is going to be a phenomenal player. And it's in a weekend where
0: another... Um, once upon a time, well, once upon a time, maybe an England player, but England hopeful. Dan Kelly had a tough week at playing against Saracens, yeah. which is not that surprising when you see the guys opposite him. But yeah, he didn't have a great game. So yeah, there's a couple of good shouts. Yeah, well, Len- mean- Lennox and um, at- Seb Atkinson um, in in the Quins, in the Quins team, that back three. I think probably Nick David. Yes, yeah, well. So you've got Nick David playing at 15 and then two guys who were injured for pretty much the whole of last year in Tyrone Green and Lewis Liner. Now, perhaps the long term, if Steve Borthwick is going to kind of replace like with like on the wings and go for uh, a solid performer, someone who will be superb under the high, high ball, defensively very good, not make any mistakes, um Caden Murley, who wasn't playing this weekend, is, you, it's hard to think of a, someone as capable and accomplished, who is good all round and does the, the solid things well, um, who's better than Caden Murley in the yeah, Premiership.
1: I totally agree. Well, Lewis Liner, I mean, I, I love Lu- Lewis Liner. I remember watching him when Sale were giving an absolute hiding to Harlequins at the AJ Bell. Oh, as we call it, the Temple of Fun. Um, <laughs> um, he, I, he just plays like he wants to make a difference. Um, mm. Nick David, not seen enough of him yet But we did see him at, at, at Worcester He might be a little bit on the older side actually He might be like 24, 25 now But if he can c- kind of improve There's no reason why he can't be looked at uh, On a wing position Maybe not fullback Because that's stacked But yeah, oh For Quinns I know basically named everyone for Quinns now But the one they really like The one they really, really like Yes, they love Lionel Yes, they love Merley And they get all the plaudits. Is Oscar Beard he played. 30. Yeah, they yeah. Love he, Oscar he, Beard,
0: and he he can do a, a he can do a Marchant style job of playing thirteen or wing um, as well.
2: Thinking to Six Nations, England mm. are going to uh, lose Dave Ribbons from their squad. The, yep. Yeah, Johnny Hill, I'm sure, will be eyeing that spot up. But Joe Launchbury.
0: Yeah, I. What's not to like about Launchbury? Mm. I was actually watching the highlights of this game, thinking, can Launchbury do what? Um, Simon Shaw did, yeah, twelve years ago. Yeah, why not? Like late thirties, he's he's big enough, he's a good enough player. Well,
2: South Africa, after one and a half minutes into the World Cup final, they had a thirty-seven and a thirty-eight year old in their pack, and Ooh. they won the World Cup.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't think, and the the the,
2: the th- JJB <laughs> beat the South Manchester rivals exactly. Park yesterday,
1: hammered them. <laughs> Look, I think where you've got. An explosive position like wing or outside centre age as a factor. When does the strength position... Front five especially. Front five. Yeah. Front five or extreme skill position like a fly-off. If you are a... Like Johnny Sexton. Did he win the World Cup? No. Was he close? No. Um, <laughs> was, it, was he... Um, has he played in the number
0: one team in the world in two stints in his mid to late 30s? Yes.
1: Yeah, he has. He has. And as he gets older... Just because he can't get to the line quite as quick, nobody cares. But they do care that he makes the right decisions. They, they do care that he recognises opportunity. No-one's to pass, no, knows when to kick.
2: So, he just doesn't make mistakes. So at the next World Cup, Franz Mullerbert will be 36. Could well be playing yep. for South Africa. Peter Steftotoy and Eben Etzebeth will be 36. Could totally see them both playing.
0: Yep, definitely. Dwayne Vermeulen's Vermeul- 37 now. He'll, yeah, he'll be 41. Yeah. See him playing. It's not impossible. They might even bring... Um, What's his name The fly half Mornay Stein Back for the next <laughs> World Cup By the <laughs> way rumours Two by years the
2: way, ago When I was looking At the ages And what they'll be In four years time Damien Villemser, Two time World Cup winner Aged 25
0: Wow Wow on oh.
2: So another eight years From now Two more World Cups Imagine he wins Four World Cups He could win four World Cups And he'd still
0: only be 33 And there's five World Cups one a ring for every finger. On oh, his, the on fullback I was trying to think Damien that. Damien Valenza. I was like, who the
1: fuck is this guy?
2: <laughs> Jesus. 25, Christ. two World Cups. That's awesome. What yes. a boy.
1: So if Sam Whitlock had won the World Cup this First time First ever now, to win three. Does that make him the best player in the world? In my, in my estimation, it probably is. making <sighs> him
2: the most decorated most, player. Yeah,
0: but it's not... It's like saying... Well, Ant- Anton Dupont, because they only went out in the quarters, he's not one of the best players in the world. Yeah, but like, that's...
1: everything is predicated on his second rows. Do, do, no, second no. Row but, yeah, I was, was going to no, say, no, but...
2: when Tom Brady won, won his sixth ring as quarterback, he's the quarterback.
1: Yeah. If yeah. it was
2: someone winning their sixth ring and they're an offensive lineman, you're not going to go, oh, best player ever.
1: Well, no, maybe you are, because he's going to be, every time he shows up in a... Defensive line He must be doing something Yeah fair You know To win six rings You think oh, Hang on This guy's been leading The best defence For god knows how long So Brady was the common factor If if you found, found the other person Who was the common factor Who was six rings You might do Yeah And so, you know Being a second row In rugby When you're trying to Bet on, on rugby This is what I do I look at the matchup Between the second rows And then I look at the matchup Between the front rows And then I make A decision because that is where it's won and lost. All yeah, time. yeah. You can't do anything about second rows. And Whitelock is a monster of a second row.
2: I'm just going to look at the results from the... I'm going to fl- see if it's the same in in the URC. I'm going to look at the second rows and the results. Uh, Leinster beat Edinburgh. Leinster got a good win against Edinburgh. The Leinster second rows. Jenkins, Maloney. Pretty good. Against Young and Gilchrist. Both, both They're pretty, pretty good. They're pretty good. Pretty good. So that was a fairly even battle, actually. Um... Connacht v Ulster Do you see your, your boys oh, Phil got a defeat. I know
0: Dude, Big changes the, It was a much changed Joe Joyce, team Joe Joyce
2: Formerly of Brizzle yep. now, a, now at Connacht And Dowling And for for Ulster Alan O'Connor And
0: Sheridan Young Sheridan I don't know, yeah.
2: who, I don't know who Those two are Who are those two well, Alan Alan, like, Old school Old school second row Six foot four second row That's oh, what you good. need to know Six foot <laughs> four o- Old school Give me like? the
1: second row Win England win the World Cup Just yeah. about
2: <laughs> um the South African teams, just look at them. Glasgow beat the Stormers, that was a good result for them. Just mm, away. The actual team. Ben Loader, thirteen for, for the Stormers. Is he? Stormers.
0: Yeah. Wow. That is yeah. a, that's interesting. I mean all of the South African players for the Stormers are still they've they've not dried out yet. No. <laughs> which is why they've they've not made it back to um well play anywhere.
2: No. The, some of the scenes by the way of the um of the World Cup trophy tour are amazing.
0: Yeah. It is cool, isn't it? It's very cool. I mean, we wouldn't have that here if England won the World Cup. No. Like, not even close. Health and safety issues.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. Just what, like, thousands of kids running along the road in the township just outside um, uh, Cape Town Airport as they were going to get a plane to go to Durban. Yeah, amazing
0: scenes, really is. Yeah, it is cool.
1: Yeah. Um, So, anyone want to say anything about South Gloucester, like, where these two teams are? Gloucester, so they won their first two games, didn't they? I reckon and next year's year Gloucester's year. I would say so, you know, looking at this team, there's yeah.
0: one or two more signings. So they won their first two, now the teams are getting a bit stronger, lost their second two. Uh, Home to Bath's a big game Friday night. Yeah, that'll be well, interesting. the
1: way through the season, I mean, this is going to be... Uh, I mean, it's going to be a really, really tight season. Simply the fact that everything matters. Like, everything matters. And already, you know, almost... Well, eight, eight of the teams... Have more than two wins Or oh, sorry, two wins and more So it can change rapidly No one is unbeaten Yeah, um, I think there's going to be so much movement It's going to be impossible to tell Who's going to be in the playoffs I reckon until maybe the second half of the season it, Doesn't it look a bit silly with the
2: Oh, hold on No, the top eight Yeah, no, it's when, I'm looking at the table You've got the top four playoff spots And the five to eight It just It looks a bit silly that it's only te- Ninth and tenth that don't get you Champions, have to be really bad Champions the Champions Cup.
1: Yeah. It's, that's really. It rubbish. is silly. It's, it is, you're absolutely right. It is ridiculous. But it is the way of the world.
2: Yeah.
0: One thing I will say about Sale is um, so I was kind of half watching this game, not watching it as closely as I perhaps should have been. But some of the hits that went in on Tui Sui were <laughs> yeah, awesome. They did target the him. Ernst van Rijn and Doug Dale. And a couple of others, and Sean put a really good one in Doug as well.
1: Dugdale is one hard lad; like he doesn't get any real credit because he's surrounded by Duprees and Curries. Yeah, but that's a hell of a place yeah. to grow up and learn your trade. I do like Dugdale. he can bang. Uh, yeah.
2: By the way, I will say it's worth keeping an eye on the championship as well because there's the playoff game now. Mm. There's, the, there's the relegation playoff, so Newcastle look like they'll probably play Ealing or Doncaster the way it's panning out so far.
0: Yes. Well New- e- Newcastle haven't really been close to a win have they
2: No and Ealing's team includes Billy Twelve Trees at 12 mm. Yeah um it also features Andrew Davison who was at Northampton and Andrew Davison, Tom Collins of Northampton mm. Wow okay
1: he is good he's really good Yeah really yeah good.
0: even last year he was We well, really signed good. he
2: signed for London Irish didn't he Ah
0: uh, your- right. God
2: that makes
1: sense poor poor bloke
0: Yeah that's yeah,
1: tough. he's a guy who at start of every season when it's perfectly dry, uh, dry pitches scores eighty six tries, yeah, yeah and yeah. then you don't see him in, in, in yeah. December. And come the playoffs, people start talking about Tom Collins again because he's about sixty kilograms max.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, anyone want to talk, talk about any of the games? We're not talking about Northampton Bath. <coughs>
0: Didn't really see anything other than a couple of the highlights. I am um... watching less rugby than I used to. Of M- English rugby. More top 14? Because I'm watching a bit more top
2: 14 in URC, yeah. Mm. So I'm spreading myself a bit thinner. And, um, you know, um, if someone wants to pay me to, to watch Premiership <laughs> rugby, <laughs> I'm, I'm quite I'm, happy. Is that
1: literally what our listeners do? <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: right, yeah. So should we look at the games for this coming weekend?
0: Yes, please. I just, I was just looking when we see Europe. It's not until it's another month away.
1: Yeah, 8th, 10th of December. Yeah, 8th, ninth, 10th of December. So before we move, move on to you know, next weekend's games, next week I'm going to make a concerted effort to make sure that I watch Bath. Friday night? What's Friday night. Gloucester That's, v Bath. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Easy. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Easy.
2: You could get down to Gloucester for that. Do you know?
0: you got family neck like as the Night, woods night as well. in
1: Cheltenham? Night out in Cheltenham? What are you saying to kids this weekend? I could just drop them off at my sister in law's and go to watch this game dump them slam the door run off the game i wouldn't i wouldn't even need to turn the ignition off <laughs> out <laughs> <laughs> so friday night's gloucester v bath uh, that's a
2: really i love that Friday night Gloucester bath sounds top of that
1: doesn't it just yeah.
0: yeah both with two wins although bath uh currently because we're so um congested. Bath are in the top floor for and Gloucester in eighth position, even though they've got the same number of wins.
2: Yep. Uh, Saturday,
0: so what are we going for? I'll go for a uh, home win. So Ooh, next game's So but ba- yeah. Bath, Finn Russell didn't play this week. No. Has he picked up a niggle? Or do I, I don't know if they're rotating or not, so yeah. Orlando Orlando Bailey, Bailey plays.
1: I think Orlando Bailey's going to see a lot more game time than people realise. Mm. A lot more. I mm. think they'll come to appreciate him a lot more as well. Because whatever Finn Russell is, he's not this a backward. is what
2: you, This is exactly what you said about uh, Freddie Burns and Andre Pollard. Andre Pollard will end up playing 12 for Leicester.
1: Yeah, I did, did not I? Hang on. Well, he didn't really do anything last, last year, in fairness. Mm. I, I know, hang on, Burns wasn't there last year. Was Burns there last no, year? No, no,
0: I know. No, he's, 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 yeah. Year when, before. was before.
1: No, I, I just think they'll end up appreciating Bailey a bit more. Hmm. because I'm not Finn Russell will be there until this contract expires much like Cipriani much like whoever the Superstar was before that and Superstar was before that but Bailey's come come through the system I wouldn't be surprised if Bailey outlasts Russell there and they do appreciate him a bit more yeah
2: Hmm. Uh, on Saturday oh so I'm going for a home win
0: Uh, I'm going for a bath win give
1: me an away win yeah give me a bath win Uh, Bristol sale hell of a game this is this is a belter I don't know, because I need to see what Sale field. I'd love Sale to batter Bristol. <laughs> Goodness me, I'd enjoy that. Just because I want it to happen, I want Sale to beat I Bristol. If win.
2: they both put their best teams out, Sale win. Sale win,
0: yeah, agreed
2: with uh, that. Leicester v. Quinns. Uh, I mean, you'd imagine Leicester are going to bring their internationals back
0: for this I one. think Quinns win they, this. They're going to have to. If, if those South African boys are uh, sober yet, yeah, even if they're not... George Martin, in. Uh,
2: yeah, Montoya so, so is So may, maybe not Visa... Montoja and Chessum and
1: Martin will be in. Can I just say though about Harlequins And Steward? They have mm. beaten Exeter, who other than that loss would be unbeaten. beaten and Exeter have done a job on sale. I mean a hell of a job on sale. Yeah. They beat uh, Saracens okay, it's not it's not the Saracens that we know and love, but, but they, they have they, they them. dismantled them. Yeah. And today's I, th- I thought today's win um, from Exeter was very impressive. It was the
0: Exeter of old like phase after phase, grinding yeah. out, force Bristol to make so, so hundreds know, of tackles.
1: I know I sound like Dean Ryan, right? But if Harlequins can can be Exeter and they do so in a Harlequin style and the way that they played this weekend against Newcastle, who again. So you say, you're saying you're saying Quinns are gonna go to Welford Road and win? I just think that, I think that's so dangerous. I'm going for a home win. I'm going Quinn's I think
0: if Leicester play their full strength team they will grind out a win I but I think I think that'll be a dynamite fixture yeah
2: that's great and on Sunday uh, Newcastle Saracens fine
0: yeah Saracens will play a second team rest, oh, right. rest their England boys so, ha-
2: so that could be a competitive game because Saracens will probably so my rotate. accumulator
0: yeah. is
1: all away wins
2: that's interesting In exact direct opposite to this week uh, mm. Northampton Exeter so you're saying Exeter are going to beat Saints
1: yeah
0: yeah I can see that the way that Exeter play Suits them Suits them going up against uh, Saints Alright and elsewhere
2: Just running through the URC fixtures For this coming weekend You've got um,
0: oh, Zebra-,
2: Alst- Zebra V Sharks Cardiff Bulls Ulster Munster That's oh. a tasty one Phil Your boys have got to start winning
0: Yes We've won Oh you've won, We've won two, won, won two. One, two yeah. That was your first defeat
2: Yeah sorry Um and that's that's a good friday night one that ulster munster
0: love that
1: mm, that is tidy again the problem with the URC is the first two fixtures that were mentioned i mean i have no idea who's playing or they're going to be zebra versus I, 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 I imagine it's going to be one way traffic I, I, I don't know you don't know which way though well quite <laughs> yes quite and then any irish um any irish game is always potentially subject to a welfare policy of some sort of <laughs> thing so you don't know what's going to show up and this is the problem with the URC. on paper it looks great and towards the business end when they do the playoffs yep. it is great
2: w- when, when they get towards the end of the season it is great we, the context is a World Cup year that does, that's what changes things significantly yeah, here yeah you
1: are right uh, Benetton but, but, but there again the Welsh teams are dreadful <laughs> and the Italian teams are
2: Dreadful Just looking at the table uh... Hey
0: um, Your beloved Benetton Beat the Lions I want to say this week they well, beat Ospreys South African have won
1: team. two Ospreys have won two games Brilliant <laughs> Good for them I will pay more attention to it It's just the, the league as a whole I have no doubt That there's more quality In it now Than there is in the premiership But the competitiveness Of matches Just isn't there
2: Yeah It's it's more like You cherry pick <coughs> Like all well, that fixture I'll, I'll make a beeline For yeah. that one Benetton Stormers Ospreys Glasgow Scarlets, Lions Edinburgh Connacht Uh, Dragons, Leinster, and finally the top 14. It's 7 6 to Toulouse at half time, so it could be a total clean sweep of seven home wins. Mm. Uh, Round 6, Toulouse, Perpignan, Cast, Oyena, Lyon, Stade Francais, Montpellier, Clermont, um, Mm. Poe, Bordeaux, uh, Phil's Bordeaux, maybe. My beloved Bordeaux. Maybe JB's beloved La Rochelle against my beloved Bayonne, which I may be at that game. On night. And then toulon Racing is a pretty sexy Sunday night game in, fa- yeah. in fact, potentially we get the pod done by five past eight and watch toulon Racing. I'm up for that I am 100% up for that Sunday
1: let's Yes do, let's,
2: let's do that uh, Right, uh, let's, we, we, we're going to have to
1: make sure you don't cross the line this time on spiciness, JB Well, we're going to be talking about we, i tell you what we're going to be talking about Women's rugby, in, in particular, we'll probably lead off with um, an article in the BBC which is talking about how sustainable the single greatest investment opportunity the game has ever seen really is. Well, there Fantastic. You go.
2: Spiciness on patreon.com slash Until the next one, let the boys end.